0: Well, in the wake of yet another deadly shooting over the weekend in Allen, Texas, the Lone Star State's governor, Greg Abbott, warned on Monday not to blame guns. Instead, we need to address, he said, America's mental health crisis. Governor Abbott, you go first. You address your own mental health issues first. You're listening to The David Feldman Show. You happy, self-actualized hump. Greg Abbott is the last person in America who should be talking about mental illness. Now, according to Newsweek, let me go full screen here so you can see this. According to Newsweek, More than 17 percent of Texans don't have health insurance, and that is twice the national average. One million children. This is, you know, you can't get an abortion in Texas, but one million children in Texas have zero, zero health insurance. These are poor children. So when they get sick, their parents must go out of pocket so they can see a doctor. Well, how likely are they? to take their child to a doctor if they have to go out of pocket. This is the pro-life fetuses are precious state. Most importantly, though, while Texas Governor Greg Abbott calls mental illness the leading cause of gun violence, Texas ranks dead last in providing mental health treatment to its citizens. Dead last. In Texas, you can get a gun. You just can't get a shrink to discuss why you think you need a gun. Plenty of guns in Texas. And, you know, there's an epidemic of mass shootings in Texas. And uh, there's also an epidemic of Texans firing their weapons. Talk to people who live in in rural or suburban parts of Texas. Forget the gun deaths for a second. That's a serious problem. I'm not trivializing that, but put that, put a pin in it for a second. If you live in rural or suburban Texas and you want peace and quiet, good luck. Chances are one of your idiot neighbors is doing target practice. That's if you're lucky. If you're lucky, it's target practice. More likely, he's drunk and firing his weapon randomly into the air to let off some steam. If you call 911 to report your neighbor firing his weapon, the police take hours to respond in Texas because it's probably a police officer firing his weapon for shits and giggles. And God forbid you're poor, God forbid you live in a poor segment of town in Texas, the police will not respond until bodies are piling up. If you live in Texas, guns are going off all the time and you have no idea whether someone's being shot at on purpose or by accident. Ambient noise in Texas is the incessant sound of gunfire. Now, imagine the toll that takes on your emotional well-being. Imagine what hearing the din of gunshots does to veterans, to anyone suffering from PTSD. One never gets used to the sound of gunfire off in the distance, So where do Texans find peace and quiet? Where are the guarantees that my neighbor's bullets don't land on my property or children? There are none in Texas. To get peace and quiet, to be free from the constant pop, 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 you need to own land and a lot of it. You need to be away from people. And that requires money. The rich in Texas are immune to all of this. I can assure you the gun manufacturers, Wayne LaPierre, who heads the NRA, they don't hear the weapons they force on us. Gunfire, the sound of gunfire, the fear of gunfire is not a problem for the rich. And in America, if it's not a problem for the rich, it's not a problem. You're listening to The David Feldman Show, you happy, self-actualized hump.
1: If well, we can watch you eat, that's can... not a problem. You're not a sloppy eater.
0: It's time for the Hershenfelds. Dr. Philip Hershenfeld is a Freudian psychoanalyst. He's the real deal. And Ethan Hershenfeld.
1: And Ethan Hershenfeld is a fresher.
0: That means eating,
2: I believe. <laughs> He's a he fresher. Does. It means eating like an animal. That's what a means. <laughs>
0: an author of Today is Now, written by his alter ego, alter eagle, Dr. Samuel Benjamin. What's the Freudian slip there?
2: Why did I call you an alter eagle? Well, I think, David, it evinces a keen understanding on your part of what a fervent patriot I am. <laughs> <laughs> the land of the free, America. And I'm not just fervent, but I'm violently fervent. <laughs> like the eagle. I have talons. And I, I, people have always said, that guy's really talented. That's what mm-hmm. they were saying. He has talents.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you have a chihuahua licking your lips.
2: Interestingly, before the eagle was chosen by Ben Franklin, uh, they say people know that he proposed the turkey. Mm-hmm. As, but actually, before that, he proposed the chihuahua. <laughs> that was Benjamin Franklin's <laughs> first suggestion. But Mexico beat him to it. <laughs>
0: now, is that love... Now, you say dogs That's love. love. That's, That's love, love, or is that food? That's peanut butter. She loves peanut, she peanut loves butter. She loves peanut butter. Yep. Okay. I'm thinking of the joke Dr. Hershenfeld told last oh, yeah. week.
1: But you were.
0: <laughs> that you have to go back and listen to uh, episode 1455, I believe, would be that joke.
2: So. I believe- 1455. Interestingly, the same. That's the year the Diet of Worms. Um, I don't know if you remember that it's A famous episode that many high school sophomores have fallen asleep learning. <laughs> the Diet of Worms,
0: yeah. uh, uh, which I believe the Chihuahua <laughs> is suffering from. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. What is the diet? I know diet is the name of the Japanese parliament, but
2: what was the Diet of Worms? The Diet of Worms was an assembly of prelates and vicars from various um, religious communities, um, mostly Episcopalians, during the late, middle, early Middle Ages, which the late, middle, early Middle Ages was an area of of particular interest to me um, in school. And they got together. And the the reason they all got together was because There was an unlimited buffet. This was (laughs) of of worms. (laughs) This this was the actual first time that someone had ever come up with the concept of an unlimited amount to eat in the middle of the day. The unlimited, the bottomless brunch. That's Mm -hmm. where that was invented. And um, you know, people say that that really is what 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 began the beginning of the Renaissance, which was, of course. the coming out of the Dark Ages. So that's really what got it going. The unlimited food, because before that, it was just a lot of napping because um, that's what the dark. So you're Ages saying
0: acid reflux it, it sparked the renaissance. It's the rebirth of food tasting but was tasted once before. So I know you have some stuff you want to talk about.
1: We do have a topic, but it melds in with your topic. Our topic is, and uh, I saw that.
2: Don't, don't rope me into who you, who. What do you mean, me? What do you mean, we? Kimasabi. You agreed. Wow. You agreed to this.
0: Throwing the doctor under the bus, unbelievable. Go ahead.
1: I don't know, David. If you're partial to science, but there've been there've been videos the last couple of days online of a um, sun a gazillion miles from here that they captured on this big telescope whirling around. And what you see is you see this sun and then some small thing is whipping around it faster and faster and smoking. And what that is is a planet that's being drawn in closer and closer by gravity and then eventually just burns up and goes into this sun. Now what they say is that in five billion years, which may seem, you know, like a long time to you, but not in astrophysical terms, it's not. In five billion years, that's what's gonna happen to Earth. So buy asbestos. Invest in asbestos now. Is that the even v- asbestos, the pyramids will go up in smoke. The uh, Shakespeare, the Bible, everything. So, what? Yeah, okay. Talk. Go ahead. No, I just. Uh, well, excuse me. As
0: a psychiatrist, are you trying to drum up business by making everyone <laughs> depressed? You're saying it's all meaningless. It's all going to be washed away. This this is depressing.
2: Go ahead, Ethan. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. Um, it's. It's, it's, it's not news. Uh, we know that things are going badly. And the good news, if you're worried about the explosion of planet Earth or the, the fact that planet Earth will be devoured in a, in a fiery apocalyptic holocaust in five billion years, the good news is there's a lot of horrible shit that's happening right now and tomorrow. You don't have to wait for that. So if that upsets you, you don't have to wait. So uh, no need to be patient. But there's Um, also a lot of
0: good stuff happening. Absolutely. A lot of great stuff. A
2: lot of great stuff. I mean.
0: Yeah. uh, Now you sent me an article about cold baths. And this made me laugh really hard. I was lying in bed trying to fall asleep We know that Ethan swims in the ocean during the winter, and there's now evidence, according to this article, that cold baths are very healthy for you, and you can buy a plunge tub for $5,000 with a built-in thermometer, and uh, it's like swimming in the ocean, You can buy these luxury tubs. You can buy the ice in a barrel, it's called, $1,200. They'll send you a barrel. uh, You have to provide your own ice, and then you just jump into the barrel, and it's
2: $1,200. You can also uh, achieve the same effect with a garbage pail. That's (laughs) all you need. You need a garbage pail. Like when you would throw a a party in college, and you needed to get a lot of beer. Uh You just need a garbage can. Or,
0: or an ice shower. bath.
2: An ice ice bath. Yeah. Use or your bathroom. just take a shower, turn it on cold. The water comes out of the pipes here in New York somewhere in the 40s. That's the temperature uh, that you get in the in the ocean in the winter.
0: You know what so you, I do? Yeah. I go to Yankee Stadium before the game starts and sit in the urinals. <laughs> right? They have full all the ice. Yeah. And they're full of ice. Okay, <laughs> it's, But it is amazing that you take something as simple as swimming in the ocean or an ice bath, and they they figure out a way to charge you $5,000 for it. So going back to this, plant, this smoking oh, planet, go ahead. Can please. I just say one
2: corollary to that yes. before we move on, which was that when I started doing this regularly in, during the beginning of the pandemic... At least once a week when I was there in the bay in the cold water, someone walking on the beach would yell out to me the name Wim Hof because Wim Hof is this guy who then became the guru of this cold swimming. If I had a dollar for every time someone yelled that guy's name at me when I was swimming, it it was a similar thing where someone wants to make a business out of this thing. Someone's going to make a business and sell you a bath, but also there's going to be a guru instantly for some activity that's just jumping in some cold water. You don't need a guru. Uh, So anyhow, go on.
0: I want to ask about the smoking planet circling that star. But uh, is it healthy to take a cold shower every day? Um, To the point where, because when I take a a very cold shower, uh, I'm worried I'm going to get like a heart attack.
2: Yeah. Well, that's the one risk. If you do have cardiac problems and before you start doing these cold plunges, they say you should get a checkup from your doctor or a cardiologist, because the one thing that can happen if you're if you have that predisposition, you know, your heart could stop. And apparently, according to science, it's good if your heart keeps pumping. Right. If it stops, that's a problem. The other problem is when people jump in, if their head is submerged and then they have that reaction of having to breathe in quickly. That's not good. Don't breathe in underwater. Just never do that.
0: By the way, no. if you're interested in cold showers, you might want to date my third wife. Because I can assure you, you date this woman, you'll be taking a lot of cold, cold showers. Um, let's go back to the smoking, the smoking planet. Yes. Yes. Is that unusual or it's happening all over
1: the universe? I think this was just the first time it was ever captured on video. I'm sure there are trillions of stars out there. It must be happening right now somewhere. In yeah.
0: fact, it probably already happened. We're just seeing it. Well, that's true.
1: Oh, yes, for sure.
0: So yeah. we're looking at something that no longer Exist. My father said, "Don't think about these things." Okay, but nothing—nothing nothing good will come of thinking about this.
1: Do you remember in Annie Hall where this little kid is taken to his doctor, and the mother says, "Tell him to do his homework," and the doctor, while smoking a Pall Mall, <laughs> says, "Why aren't you doing your homework?" And he says, "Because the universe is expanding."
0: <laughs> and and, and he says, we're all going to die. And I think the mother says, what does that have to do with you? <laughs> Which is,
1: um, so we could all use that. We could all stop straining at the bit and just accept, you know, it's all going up in smoke. So chill out.
0: The The powerlessness. I was on the phone with somebody representing a corporation this week. And I couldn't tell if I was depressed, angry and sad before I was on the phone with this representative from the corporation or the corporation was making me depressed, angry and sad and dehumanizing me. And I kept asking. It was a bank. I was trying to solve a a problem and I kept asking to speak to a supervisor like you know my my Karen came out I want to speak to your supervisor no supervisor and the, the the call was being taped and I began to realize that he was doing his job by not providing me with what I wanted he was He had been dehumanized. He was dehumanizing me. And I kept saying, you know, somebody's going to listen to this tape. It's being taped and you're going to be on record saying these things.
1: And he goes, I I understand that. Yes. First of all, how do you know it was a person? It could have been a bot that you were talking to. Number one. Well, that is what I was going to ask you about. Here's the second thing. Whenever I have to call a bank or any equivalent Institution, especially a bank. I get on the phone. I say, Let me speak to a supervisor. And they
2: give me some song and dance. And then I say, I haven't even better. No, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have an even better thing. Before I even dial the number, I say, <laughs> Let me talk to a <laughs> Then I dial the number. Go, go ahead. And then what do you do?
1: And then I say, I am aware of how much you people. Spend to get a new customer Well, I'm an old customer And I've been I've been contemplating Going over to Chase Manhattan Bank Unless This is solved today And that seems to work Because everybody hates Chase Manhattan Bank
2: So you you play hardball with them
1: Hardball, the hardest, yes So
0: I Have a problem dealing with corporate customer service on the phone. And I thought about AI, and and it did occur to me that in a year, two years, I could be talking to uh, screaming, yelling. Yeah, at a
2: machine. At a machine. Yeah, what I What I. But I
0: already—excuse me for one second. And this is what I found so depressing and terrifying— I, they, he was a cyborg. He already was a machine. I could hear it. In other words, he was a human being who was being monitored, uh, hewing to the party line, doing exactly what he had to do. He already had been turned into a robot. And that, I found that depressing and sad, and I was powerless, and I, I couldn't tell if there was something else bothering me or if this interaction with the corporation was making me.
2: It's both. It's, it's both. both. Or neither. <laughs> or just one.
1: <laughs>
2: ma- mathematically, that covers the top <laughs> <laughs> oh, So I have a solution, David. <laughs> If you have a concern about this interaction with someone who's actually the cyber or who has been cyberized yeah. by, the, their, by their position vis-a-vis their corporation, this is what I do. I call up and I talk like this. Hello, <laughs> I am calling to make a, an inquiry about my account. Hi, you um,
0: this to improve my <laughs> and Customer then
2: service. yeah and then you beat them at their own game and if it is a cyborg talking to you sometimes that can lead to unexpected places like the cyborg will ask you out you, know? <laughs> you just catfish them and you're like sorry <laughs> yeah. i'm actually a human i i don't date cyborgs
0: that is a, a really great idea yeah. to, to i should sit around with you and wait for the phone to ring or make or 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 call the bank and yeah. say I am artificial
1: intelligence working for David Feldman. Do you mind if we
2: record this to provide better service to Chase Manhattan? Oh my God, Ethan, well, should we tell him the big secret? Oh, that. Oh, that. Sorry, David. Uh, something we've been meaning to tell you for three years. Yes. I died ten years ago,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I have. Completely automated.
2: Okay. And I, I, and I am a, a prodigy programmer. I've just <laughs> been animating him on my MacBook.
1: Well, I mean,
0: you could the well, can you download a human being? Not their soul, but you could download enough of their affectations, their affects, their speech patterns. You could theoretically
2: have AI read
0: all of somebody's emails.
2: It wouldn't take long with most people it would take about five minutes to get all their relevant details. I think if you saved all
0: all your. Can you hear me? Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> if somebody if we we leave behind a lot of data. Yeah and if you feed all the data into artificial intelligence how in all seriousness how fright dr hershenfeld in all seriousness cuz i have been reading about this there was a story and i find it uh, solipsistic where i get I, I can't think about this i can't I, I get really frightened that i in 5 years yeah. I won't know if I'm talking to
1: a human or not. Do you, how seriously frightening is this? So, listen, I'm no expert in the field. You have some experts, like apparently the, the father of this all, who came out this week and said, this is really dangerous. and And we've got to do something about it or stop it or whatever. But then lots of other experts in the field say, you know, this is, these fears are all overblown. So,
2: And then you have people on the other end of the spectrum who are not an expert in this field. In fact, I'm not an expert in this field. I'm not an expert in any field. And I will tell you that there's nothing, there's nothing to worry about.
0: There's
2: absolutely nothing to worry about. There's no, like I said... You don't have to worry about artificial intelligence. You don't have to worry about organic intelligence. You don't have to worry about any kind of intelligence. There's very little intelligence out there. It's, it's mostly stupidity. And, uh, I, would worry, I would worry about stupidity before I worried about intelligence. And if you really want to worry about worry about all the cows that are being slaughtered. It's just not nice. Right. It's not nice. Just be nicer stop with the animal eating it's not nice will you eat artificial meat well yes yeah i will yeah um v- will uh, it taste as good without the pain and suffering well the people who are, i've i've said this before um i think that the the people who are actually they get a, a sadistic charge out of knowing that it's a real animal that's less than 1% of the population. Those are the real sickos. A lot of people will say, oh, I like it bloody, but they're just covering for their queasiness about what they're doing. Right. There's a small bit of the population that actually enjoys that fact, but it's very small. But I'm how definitely- you kill the meat
0: also determines how it tastes. Well. So without know. the death, is, is it going to taste as good?
2: That's You mean yeah. you just gnaw on it? oh you're just talking about growing like cultured meat is that what you're the talking cultured about? meat oh, oh no i'm not i'm not i'm not eating that i don't want that it's just gross that to me gross gross me up but i'm right. happy to fake stuff like beyond meat. oh
0: right right but they're, they're growing meat in, yeah. in, yeah. in laboratories not, yeah and it's being served uh i, I find this artificial intelligence uh th- there's there's a part of me just like i thought about social media where i thought well Uh, social media is everything is good and everything is bad there's one part of artificial intelligence that I think the brain is resilient we're not using enough of our brain what percentage of our brain do we use
1: you
2: (laughs) you're using 100% baby (laughs) that is no, no such a great joke. Well, that's sort of a joke. I have to give credit to someone who was a student at the American Comedy Institute. She was a, a retired teacher. I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but she told what was one of the great jokes ever. And she was just starting out in comedy. She said she used to work as a teacher, and she was teaching a math class. And some kid raises his hand and said, "Yeah, but am I really going to have to know this stuff when I grow up?" And she said, "You know, but yours is more elegant." well
0: you I, and i don't think yes. artificial inti- i like to think that artificial well they, it probably can yeah. learn to 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 do that you were going to say something dr hershenfeld
1: i probably was <laughs> <laughs> so i would have to change my fuse box so in in terms of
0: the mind if let's say we're using Seven percent of our brain.
1: Does- I don't know. If people get these numbers. Yeah,
2: so. that, that, that's uh, that was Morgan Freeman in that in that thriller. He was every time they cut to him, he was giving a lecture. He was saying, "Well, we're only using three percent of our brain. Eight <laughs> percent. What happens if we use twenty percent? It was a little bit silly, but um, I, I will could, that- Excuse me for one second. Don't forget the thought.
0: Yeah. I was wondering if AI will force us to use more of our brain and that the same way fire, the invention of fire and cooking meat uh, made our brains and heads bigger and we, is it conceivable? It, also, it
2: was also great for the restaurant business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you see, David, that, that what you just said, what you just inadvertently said um, should be thought about in terms of every new invention, the cotton gin, uh, the, the, the steamship, calamity. This is going to be the end of civilization,
2: the slinky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so maybe this is just maybe this is just a human reaction. To anything new that we don't quite understand, it's going to be the death of us.
2: Yeah. Ethan, um, I, inter- I said to hold a thought. Well, I was going to simply say, if anyone out there is only using 7% of their brain, I just a piece of advice, try to use the outer part. <laughs> and it's closer to, like, you know, <laughs>
1: to
2: your face, just neurologically speaking. Um, it's closer to your face, your ears, your tongue. <laughs> if you use the inner part. It's just. 7%. It's basically, like nothing's going on at all. <laughs> I thought you were
0: going to say they're like uh, frequent flyer miles, that if you're oh. only using
2: 7%, you should donate oh, right. yeah. 93%. Now, they expire by the yeah. end of the year. Um, I did want to give a plug since we were talking about artificial intelligence.
0: But we're, we're, we're running out of time before you do oh, a plug. Sorry, sorry. Plug S- science can be controlled. They have cl- controlled nuclear weapons, the, uh, nuclear power, cloning. They, everybody said anybody can clone. They, they can. Con- they theoretically, if they wanted yeah. to control
1: this, it could be controlled, right? Yeah. We have, we have North Korea and Iran when we talk about controlling, you know, nuclear weapons, maybe not all the time.
2: go ahead, Ethan. No, I was going to say uh, I, I, I've read about that also. There are ways uh, the minute they released chat GPT, then a week later, they had put some controls on it to, uh, you know, make it a little less scary. So I think there are ways to uh, to mitigate all these risks. Again, speaking as an expert, <laughs> I mean, uh, As someone who doesn't know anything about it, um, I do want to. Here, this is a plug of someone else, my friend Sasha Serbel. Look up this comedy special, it's called Artificial Ignorance. Mm. Ignorance, and he, I was at the taping of it before the pandemic, it's very funny. So, look that up, Sasha Serbel. And he's taping a new special soon, um, the weekend of the 19th at New York Comedy Club. So that's a plug for my friend Sasha. Very funny guy. Fantastic. And I want to plug something of my own, which got released today. It's uh, on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. It is season two, episode one of a narrative podcast called A Blind Play of Social Forces, which is a quote from Richard Wright from Native Son. And season two, episode one of A Blind Play, you can just put A Blind Play into the search engine and season one was popular enough, it'll pop up. Uh, season two, episode one is called Best Laundrette. It's, it's like an old-timey radio drama. And I actually have the lead role. I play a guy who is a, a Kosovo-Albanian refugee who owns a laundrette or runs a laundrette. And it's a sort of, the writer calls it not a love story, but a loss story. So hmm. there's a sort of love-ish plot, but I recommend it. It's I'm very happy how it came out. It's a half hour long. It's like an old-timey radio drama. So you just listen to it, a few sound effects and some music. So please uh, have a listen. And if you like it, please subscribe to it, say that you like it, and then share it. Thank you. A Blind Play of Social Forces. Uh, beautiful. Uh, sorry. Best Laundrette. Best Laundrette. Thank you. People. It.
0: People should hire Ethan to come to corporations to deliver lectures as an expert i, I am I, as I listen to you I, I can imagine you half the room believing everything you say about what you know which how to, anyway, what are you reading, Dr. Hirschenfeld before you go?
1: first of all, I want to take credit for that quality of Ethan because i talk in an expert way about anything that gets on the table. And um, my wife always says, let me look that up on Google.
0: And and is Google, does it back you up? Often. But not often. <laughs>
1: Uh you could Ethan what I'm reading it right now is mostly professional stuff because I'm finishing up a course, so you wouldn't be interested in what I'm reading.
0: Okay. We should um, go, go ahead. Next time we do this in front of a virtual studio audience, we should get we Ethan should be an expert on anything, and people should just ask you questions on any topic. Uh
2: go ahead. It's, it's uh, in Yiddish, it's bubba bub- bub- um, in in Irish, it's malarkey. It's that uh, I think a lot of cultures have it. Yeah. Um, just that desire and enjoyment of of bullshitting. Um, I, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, the other thing I, I wanted to encourage people to do. I've been in touch with people at the office of Lincoln Wrestler, who is the city councilman who represents my little region. I've been lobbying for several decades to get a city trash bin on my corner because my bins, my buildings are the only game in town. So people really bomb it. And just today, after it's really been 25 years, it appeared. So what I wanted to say is the 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 wheels of city government move very slowly. But you, too, could get a city trash can if you have 25 years to burn. (laughs) How does it feel getting? It's amazing. I'm just. Uh, Have I'm, you I just, used it? I haven't used it. I feel like it's like a new car. I don't want <laughs> to. <or> <laughs> the new out. trash can smell. It has <laughs> been, yeah. Yeah, I'm hanging a little. A little <laughs> pie on it. Great. Thank Congratulations. you. I can't
0: wait to see it. Yeah, I'll send a photo. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hershenfeld. Thank you, Ethan. Bye. Great. You're listening to The David Feldman Show, you happy, self-actualized hump.